0: And with me today is a very special guest, Kim Daly. Kim, welcome.
1: Thank you, Jim. Nice to be here today. I'm excited to talk about franchising.
0: Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say is, Kim is one of the top, if not the top, franchise consultant in the United States. And so I'm really excited to not only talk about all the opportunities out there in franchising, Kim, but also maybe get rid of some of the misconceptions of franchising and things that people have heard, because a lot of times, we just don't know what we don't know. So true. So, <laughs> but before we dive into that, tell us a little bit about you.
1: Okay. I have been a franchise consultant. It'll be 18 years tomorrow. On February 14th, 2002, I went to Minneapolis and became a franchise consultant. And who knew? Wow. (laughs) Who knew that 18 years later, this would be the most wild ride of my life. Franchising 100% has changed my life. That's why I'm so passionate about it and love to share what I've learned. And help other people achieve their dreams, business ownership dreams through franchising. Prior to becoming a consultant, I was an entrepreneur. I only worked for one company right out of college. I was actually on my way to med school. I answered a classified ad in the newspaper, which I have to explain to my kids what that is. Ah. (laughs) And it was for a telemarketing job. um, And it happened to be for a franchise company. And it literally changed my life. They offered me a full time job after um, a couple of weeks of this like part time telemarketing job. And my dad, of course, was like, "Don't do it. You'll never go to med school." I'm like, "Dad, of course I'm going to go to med school. My whole life is about going to med school." Well, your dad's out. My dad's always right, anyway. I don't know if other people's dads are right, but darn it, he's always right. I started making money. I loved the industry. It's all about people helping people. Um, it's entrepreneurial, it's passionate, and I just found a home. But what I really found was freedom, and I wanted to be my own boss. So after working for that company for three years, I broke up and started my first company when I was 25. I became a very highly sought-after health and fitness consultant, working with big, big brands in the fitness and health nutrition space. And it was really entrepreneurial and really fun. And I don't regret it, but it was a talk about a wild ride. It was like, people would ask me, well, can you do this? And I'd be like, sure. I'd hang up the phone and go, crap, how do I do that? (laughs) And I would just make it up on the fly. So finally I had to get you know, I came back at 29 years old at the very old age of 29. I came back to the feeling of, all right, I need some stability. I need something that I can, I can, I can grow into and build and where I have people behind me. And of course that was my franchising roots. And here I am today, 20 years later. Who knew?
0: That's awesome. Now tell people, um, and what, you know, it's funny when, when we look back, when we've done something 20 or 30 years and you look back to the journey and um you know yeah if you could draw it up we would just fast forward to where we are today but that's really not the point right i mean part of it's kind of just developing and going through the times where you think what the heck am i doing and and some of the adversity and as, you know wanting to be in medical school and then changing paths um, all of that's just, uh, you know, that's, that's probably for another podcast when we just talk about our the, uh, our, our adventures in life. But um, I think a lot of people out there don't really know what a franchise consultant does or how the franchise process works. So maybe talk a little bit about that, Kim.
1: Sure. That, that's a great question. And it's very true. So. I'm going to answer a little bit of the first question because it helps me answer this. Growing up, I was a contestant in the Miss America pageant, not because I thought I was all that or, but I do love an audience. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love to be on stage, but more because I love the idea of influencing people. I always wanted to be a role model to my peers and I wanted to help people. Those were the two things I wanted to do most. When I was 15 years old, my dad gave me a book called being the best, best by Dr. Dennis Waitley. I actually got to meet Dr. Dennis Waitley with the first company that I ever started. And he autographed that book that literally changed my life. I remember sitting in my room and on the floor and just reading that book at 15 years old, devouring that book. And I thought, I want to be a motivational speaker, but how do you, how does one grow up and do that? Right? So the practical thing was, well, I want to help people go be a doctor. So you you look back now, I look back now at 47 years old and I'm like, wow, look how God wove all of that together. I mean, I stand before audiences all over the country and host these live events to educate people about what franchising is and what it isn't and to inspire the dream in them to want to, want to own that control and freedom that they crave. And I get off the stage and go, look at me. I'm a motivational speaker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. So,
1: a franchise consultant is. I'm many things. I tell people I'm, I'm really whatever you need me to be. In the beginning, it's an educator, so you can really understand what are you buying when you buy a franchise. What is the value proposition? You know, it's not that you're buying a. Widget. You're not even buying a brand so much, but you're buying people. So I set that up for people. Uh, Then I help them. I'm a resource for them in their process of you know, am I asking the right questions? I challenge their thinking a lot to keep their mind open, to help them cast a wider net so they're not just focused on businesses that they think they're interested in. Because I don't necessarily care, no offense, if you're interested in it. I want it to be a solid business that helps you reach your goals professionally, personally, and financially. If we find a business that meets you, that meets your goals that, oh, by the way, also happens to be something that you're passionate about. That's like the best of everything. But I can't limit your research just, just based on what you think you're passionate about. Because time and time again, I've seen and I know many, many people who are incredibly wealthy through franchising, and they own businesses that they knew nothing about before they got in. And they, they obviously see the value for the product or service in the market, but they weren't necessarily passionate about, about that. What they were passionate about is what the business afforded them.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So- Well, so so just so my role is, you know, I'm like a career coach. I'm a life coach. I can be a marriage counselor. I mean, (laughs) literally 18 years of doing this and interviewing thousands of couples. I, I, I can help. Not, I mean, I feel like I can help pretty much anybody who really desires to do this. Push past their limiting beliefs and their fears and whatever it is that has held them back from doing it in the past, um, I take on that personal challenge anyway.
0: That's awesome. And, you know, just so everybody knows, because somebody might be in the audience and saying, gosh, how much does a franchise consultant cost? That sounds expensive to do all that. Kind of dispel any fears that people might have out there on
1: that. Well, most people can't afford me, Jim. (laughs) My service is entirely free, which is like truly one of the best things in life that really is free. It's not free. Like I don't work for free. It's just free for my candidates. So I am paid like a recruiter. So I get paid by the franchisors. So instead of franchise companies going to trade shows or advertising on the internet and never really knowing the The quality of the people that will respond or the quantity, you know, let's say that they advertise on the internet and overnight they get a hundred emails. How do they know who's serious, who really is qualified, who lives in a market they even want to um, expand into without doing a whole bunch of work? They can come to FranChoice because I am a consultant with a company called FranChoice that supports me. They can come to Kim Daly and Fran Choice and say, okay, so Kim, we want people with these skills who live in these markets who have this much money. You find them and bring them to us. We like them and award them a franchise we'll pay you a fee. So that consulting fee has nothing to do with me or the candidates all taken care of by my back end, which is Franchise Choice. And this allows me to 100% be out there kind of sharing my truth about what franchising is and how you can use a franchise business to change your life.
0: That's awesome. So if, if your fear is that it costs too much money to get a franchise consultant like Kim, then that that shouldn't be. So there's so that's just one misconception about franchising. Kim. Why don't we talk about some other ones? Because, you know, I always think that I think there's a lot of people that are sitting out there thinking, um, well, yeah, it sounds really cool, but you know, I don't know if I have enough money. I don't know if I have enough time. I don't really, you know, I don't want to own um, 10 McDonald's or, you know, and, and there's a lot of misconceptions out there about franchising. What, what are some of the major ones?
1: Okay, that's a great question. There are so many myths, and I really get on my soapbox, Jim. All right, well, let's <laughs> do it. Because I, I can get very pro-franchising, and, and franchising isn't right for everybody. I mean, truly, there are people that should be entrepreneurs, and my role is to help people understand like what franchising can do for you, and ultimately, people make decisions for themselves. I'm not here to force everybody into a franchise. I'm here to educate so people can make good decisions that they feel good about. Like my guarantee to all of my candidates is you will feel competent to say yes or no to this dream. And you will feel confident in your final decision. Yes or no. So, but some of the biggest myths, I think, I love the myth that franchising is an instant ATM machine. <laughs> <Like> many <laughs> people think, well, it's a franchise. So if I just open my doors, I mean, immediately I should be making money, right? It's like, yeah, if that was true, everybody would do it. And we'd all be, you know, rolling in the dough. But, you know, you actually do have to do a little bit of work. You actually do have to spend money advertising. That's another myth. People think, well, I just paid a franchise or, you know, $50,000 franchise fee, let's say, like, why are they telling me I have to go spend money to advertise? Isn't that what I just paid them to do? Right. And I'm like, right. well, no, what you just paid them a franchise fee for was access to their proven business plan, to their initial training, to their mentorships, their ongoing support to vendors, to ongoing research and development. I mean, I call the franchise fee the cost of entry into the amusement park. <laughs> it is like taking your family to uh, to uh, Universal Studios. I mean, it, it opens the gate and buys you access, but you still have to spend money to build your business. Even if you are buying into a very proven, established franchise brand, those franchisees are still spending money to advertise and to continue to build that brand. I mean, look, if it were as easy as build it and they would come, you know, no franchise would ever fail, right? So it's not that easy. You have to spend money and it takes money to make money. Um, another myth is that franchising is really expensive. Well, there are franchises that are forty, fifty thousand $50,000 all in, and there are franchises that are $5 million. So when people come to me, I always tell people in a live event, like, look, even if you're unsure if you can afford to do this, Let's, let's have a conversation. I am more than happy to invest my time with people to educate them about what different franchise businesses cost and why. So at least if they figure out they can't afford it now, they're armed with what it will take. So they're empowered to go and save money and they know when to call me back. Like this doesn't have to be like a today thing. I mean, hopefully I'm gonna be here in three years or five years. Well, come back when you are financially ready. So I love sharing what I know and helping people learn for themselves so they can come back to me when the time is right. Another myth is that franchising is only food and retail. So I'm one of the top consultants in the country. Thank you for saying that, Jim. I, uh, I'm proud of that. I work very, very hard to help a lot of people. But I love to tell people that I very rarely ever help anybody get into a food-based business. And people are like, you know, and then I'm like, and I don't think I've ever really done retail. Retail meaning like big inventory, you know, in a brick and mortar store, like a dollar store or something like that. And so people are like, okay, so you're one of the top consultants. Well what else is there in franchising? That that's what everybody thinks franchising is. Well, I love I personally love service. Any kind of especially reoccurring service. Um, I, am not opposed to service that operates out of a retail space, like a gym membership or a massage membership or a nail salon membership or, you know, or like a maid service that doesn't have real estate. I, but when, when you, when you look, when you step back, Jim, and you probably can add something to this and you look at like the people that really are successful business owners and success isn't justified by money right? Success yeah. is defined by peace of mind, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, I always say that like rich people have money, wealthy people have time to spend their money, which is one of the biggest advantages of a franchise versus an entrepreneur. Because when you're buying into systems and from day one, you get to work on your business rather than in your business, yeah. you, you're scaling to a much bigger level and coming in as a CEO rather than at the bottom level doing everything. So, you can amass the the scale faster and build that wealth but you need to have the time to be able to enjoy that and when i look at owners who are super super stressed it's it's those fixed expenses right, right. that happen in food and businesses with very tight margins so you're squeezing every penny and i'm like so the food and the retail are fit that So, I mean, I have it in my inventory. Don't be like, I tell people, if you're interested in it, great. I'm just going to challenge your thinking and say, we can look at that. But while you're looking at that, let's also look at something that I would put up head to head skill-wise against that, but that might have better hours of operation or much fatter margins or, you know, just fewer employees or all of the things that kind of like speak to the negative parts of owning food and or like a pure retail business. So we have all kinds of businesses in franchising. And I, I just like to help people like find businesses that I know three years, five years, 10 years, they're going to be very happy about what Kim, D- Kim Daly did for their life, not cursing me.
0: <laughs> yeah. That, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting because there's so many things in life that we have these misconceptions in this, and I like the way you said, um, myths, because there's a lot of noise out there, but there's mostly noise that's like, hey, you can't do this, Kim, because you you can't be a real estate investor because you're going to have to fix toilets and paint um, walls, and you're going to have tenants that are going to tear your Uh, you know, your, your property apart and you're going to have, and they just focus on all of the negative things and there's going to be challenges in anything, but it's that noise that keeps us from doing anything. Right.
1: It's so true. The what ifs, the what ifs, the what ifs, they will. And really, you know what, Jim, this is really where I kind of quote earn my money with candidates um, because I, how do I say this nicely? I um, I'll, I'll call them on it. Yeah. I recognize that whatever they're going to call, like, you know, that head trash, it's fear.
0: Right. Sure. And
1: so I will bust their chops a little bit on that. (laughs) I'm not afraid to call out the elephant in the room and to make people feel a little bit uncomfortable. I know. And I tell people, look, you're not my client. You don't pay me any money. You're under no obligation to take to believe anything I say or to do anything that I you know, say, you can do whatever you want, but my advice is free. Yeah. However, it's backed by 18 years of experience of standing in the gap between franchisees and franchisors. I have such an amazing perspective in this industry because I see what the franchisors say about success and failure. I see what franchisees say about success and failure. You know, when, when you're in the middle, you're like, like in an, in a, um, marriage counseling situation, right. Where the <laughs> marriage counselor can talk to the husband and the wife, if you only get one of them, you know, the tendency is to get sucked into what that person believes is the truth. But like, I always tell people like both sides have their truth and then there's the truth. Yeah. And I get to stand in the middle and kind of see what the truth really is. And that's the truth that I share with people on my webinars and when, and when I travel and do live events and seminars. And if you go to my uh, website and you watch any of the interviews I've done with franchisees that have worked, you know, through my consulting process to invest in their franchise and they share their stories, they, they often say, you know, Kim, Kim was, you know, great at calling me out on it, or Kim, it was because you were a great listener. And then you helped me turn my fears into, you know, and it helped me to empower myself to push through that. So that is a huge part of what I do for people.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. You know what fear is, don't you?
1: False evidence appearing real.
0: That's right. <laughs> I knew you'd get that. Uh, so one of the things that, you know, when I, when, when I'm showing somebody how to build wealth and, and, you know, one of the ways that, you know, I really show people how to control and build their own money pool so that they can buy things like franchises and investment real estate and businesses and things like that. And we coach them on how to do that and how to, Uh, find the right opportunity that fits for them. And, you know, that's why I was really excited to have you on here because I think that I know because I've, I've talked to you and I know that the people that call you are going to be in good hands. Um, but give us a story of somebody that like, you're super proud of that, you know, maybe came to, I mean, you, you know, I, I know that when I say that there's somebody that sticks out in your head or there's probably more than one, but give me one and tell me just kind of the process of how they came to you, how, how they got started and kind of where maybe they are today
1: it's i have so it's so true i have so many stories i love all of my people so much yes. because what they do is so inspiring to me but i will share one story and this is a testimonial that i just captured last fall on video it is now on the dailycoach.com on my website um a couple came to me the woman had retired from managing accounting systems. So a very technical business, not a forward-facing people role her entire career. She's probably mid-50s or so. And she was in transition, but she really wanted to do something through retirement. She didn't see herself just sort of doing nothing. And I think they also wanted to keep earning, you know, building toward, uh, rather than just living off of savings at this time in their life. And this woman had so many fears about investing her life savings as rightfully she should. It took her her whole life to save this money. And now we're going to invest it in something she knows nothing about, something she's never done. And on the video, you'll see like when we, when I went into her store, it's a super cut store on the outskirts of Dallas. And when I went in there and like really internalized what this woman did to achieve this dream. I mean, we were all crying, her husband, she, myself, I think my camera crew, we all had tears in our eyes just at how, they are so appreciative to me, but I'm like, oh no, 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 you guys are the heroes because you're the ones that actually had to push through all of that noise in your head about the what ifs and is it gonna work and should we do this and, Linda, in one part of the video says, I think I asked her, like, how did you do it? And she said, Kim, it was something you asked, you said to me, you said, well, instead of focusing on what, what may go wrong, what if it worked? Hmm. And it was like a paradigm shift for her where instead of focusing on how it might not go right, she focused on what if it worked? And they opened their store last January and we filmed the testimonial in September. So they had been open for about nine months and she doesn't say it on the video, but they were awarded the fastest start. They were like the fastest starting store in terms of hair. It's a super cuts in terms of haircuts um, for the first six months of their rookie year and were winning all kinds of awards. And She's working about 20 to 30 hours a week right now, um, and she is absolutely loving it. She's never been in a people business, and she is thrilled to be interacting with people. Probably the most touching part of her entire testimony was an unexpected joy that came from creating jobs in her local community and really seeing how the job that she's giving to these stylists changes their lives. So she sees the ripple effect of how she changed her own life. And now how because of that she's changing other people's lives. I was it's like you can't watch the video and not cry. So I dare you to go try to do it. It's it's awesome.
0: That's that's cool. Isn't it fun when you see somebody take some of the things in the direction that you just help them get on the path and then they take the path to a to a level that you know, maybe you didn't even expect or, or something. It's just, it's, it's amazing to see what people do once they just get a little bit of a, you know, you get a little bit of a coaching because, you know, we always say that you have to have confidence And confidence is a skill set. It's not something we're born with. And the way they have confidence, in my opinion, is you educate yourself. And it's easier to educate yourself if you have somebody that's done what you're trying to do. And then if you have somebody that coach you along that path, I mean, failure really isn't an option. You're either you're either winning or you're, or you're learning. There's no failure. You're just, you fail your way to the top because there are setbacks, but it's not failure. Failure means I quit. I can't do it. It's over.
1: It's so true. I love that. And it, I mean, if you want me to balance it, I can talk a little bit about, um, I ha I do have a, a story, you know, oftentimes here's another myth that will translate to someone who wasn't successful in their franchise business but people believe that their territory will make them successful or their storefront. Mm. I mean, I, again, I've seen time and time again, I can take an average storefront and put an above average personality in there and see a rookie of the year store. I can see an amazing location with a person that's just, you know, not fully engaged and not, you know, just you know, in it to win it, and that store can struggle all along. But another story is I have this is um, also from the Dallas area. I had a guy who was in the military. And so on paper, he can, you know, he can follow orders on paper. This guy was like the ideal franchise candidate, right? Because success in a franchise is all about following the proven process, not reinventing the wheel. After he had a 20 year military career, he got out and he was in sales. So now he has this great communicative skill set, right? So those are two very important skill sets to success in a business. And, um, but the territory that he wanted for the business that he most liked of the options I gave, he couldn't have his back yard which he deemed his backyard as sort of like this is the best fastest growing area in Dallas. Yeah. So he had to go to kind of this older neighborhood that immediately the first, this is like the haunting words that will plague me for the rest of my life. He said to me, well people in that market don't spend money like people in this market. And and that is 100% what that franchisee made true. Mm. 18 months later the franchisor called me and said, He closed his doors. Do you want to resell his territory? And I was just beside myself. I'm like, and he didn't call me back because he knew. I would not have taken that lightly. Like I would have, I would, that's where I'm like, I can be as honest with people as like some people just don't like my honesty, but it's like, it's for your own good. I'm not trying to make you feel uncomfortable, but I would have, I would have offered to coach him. I would have done everything to help him. And the fact that he didn't even try to sell what he had built over 18 months, he just closed his doors and went back to corporate America. That alone just speaks volumes to me. But anyway, I'm not here to judge. So, the franchisor said, do you want to resell it? And of course I didn't blink an eye because this franchisor is one of the the biggest in their industry. And I knew that it was the franchisee. It was not the system or the territory. Right. So the next guy that I found happened to live in that territory. I would say on paper, and no offense to him, he, he probably wasn't as good of a candidate on paper as the other guy, but He was ecstatic that he was going to have a business in his backyard where he had centers of influence and he knew people. And that guy went on to become rookie of the year in that same territory that the other guy would have told you was the reason he couldn't be successful. And so it speaks a hundred percent that in life we get what we expect. And, yeah. and so I coach, my coaching with my candidates is so much on the psychology. I rose to the top consultant in my industry by by doing the things that I coach other people to. I became a coach in 2002 and, and I was getting married and having babies and not fully you know, focused on building my business. But until about 2009, 2010, I was sort of an average performing consultant. And then I proposed something in my head, like a theory. And I said, what would happen if I woke up every day and found one new person who wanted to explore franchising? Just one. Like, so I literally, I I said, I'm going to commit myself for one year to just prospecting every single day for one person. In the beginning, I totally stunk at it. Like, I didn't always get my one person, but the the more focus I gave to that, the better I got at it. And um, this one thing, 365 days later, had me doing twice the amount of revenue that any consultant in franchise consulting history had ever produced. I I had no idea that that would be the result. I had no idea what numbers were before, you know, no one had really talked about it until the CEO came to me and said, do you know what you've just done little girl? (laughs) 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 So then he brought me on stage and was like, share with all these people, you know, and like, I'm like this little, you know, 40 year old woman. And I'm like, Oh, I don't don't." know. And I was, I I don't have a finance background. Look, I'm a nutritional biochemist by degree with a minor in sports nutrition. Like, you know, I was on my way to med school when I stumbled into business. So I I was, I was a little bit of not, I was a little bit nervous about sharing what I did because it was so simple and I had no idea of the impact of what that would do. Yeah. So it, let me tell you, it was much easier getting to the top than it was staying at the top. And again, these are the principles that I share with my people because what I what that forced me to do, I didn't want to be a one-hit wonder. So what I really had to do is go back and look at my numbers and examine my business and see what that what 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 did what was the ripple effect? Of that one thing that I did and did consistently for one year. And then I was able to really see how having a very full pipeline corrected. Every single thing in my business, and this comes back to what you, how you started this, I, I got off on this tangent, but confidence. The number one thing that changed for Kim Daly was my confidence. I no longer had to worry about someone who wasn't following my process or d- wasn't buying into my coaching or maybe didn't, you know, wasn't going to say yes and all the things that can trip up any kind of a business owner that's clinging to the people that they should be just letting go. Right. And in and in investing time with more people. And and it was like it, it became like this situation for me where I couldn't find somebody who wouldn't didn't want to buy a business because they were feeding off of my energy. Right. And in the whole thing just it, it, it just spiraled up and up and up. Well, since then, I mean, I have maintained that level of business and even grown it beyond then and beyond that and a couple of others smart consultants have come to me and said, I want to be like you, how do I do it? I've taught them and one of them has doubled what I did. I mean, that's an amazing... That's an amazing testament to me. So I share this just because part of what I give to people is not just the, you know, the do's and don'ts of franchising, but it's like business coaching for free. Business coaching that ultimately I think can make people, I call it a millionaire mindset because you become a millionaire in your mind long before you need to anyway, long before you'll actually realize that. Right, Jim? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's cool. And you know, what's what's what I really uh, love about talking to you, Kim, is the passion that you feel for all of the things that are important to you. I've talked to you about this. I've talked to you about your family, your church and giving and uh and and you're passionate about all those things and i think that's the thing that's infectious with you is your passion and uh so i i'm sitting here listening to you with a big smile on my face and uh and thinking about uh just how passionate you are so when i think about passion and i think about things that i'm passionate about i love to read and it's because it's changed my life from when i was 18 or 19 and somebody told me, hey, read for an hour a day. And I was like, seriously, I don't think I've ever finished a book in my life. Why would I want to read for an hour a day? And And they told me that was how you separate yourself from other people. And so... Give the audience one, two, three books that you would recommend everybody in the audience read that have made a difference in your life.
1: Oh, that's like so hard because like, all right, so I mean, the books I have on my daily coach website, thedailycoach.com, I have a whole resource of all the business books that I most love. I'd say the one, so if you're interested in franchising and you want to like get a foundation um another consultant that is in franchise wrote a great book called The Educated Franchisee but his name is Rick Bizio, personal Uh friend of mine. He's a top performer at Fran Choice. He actually, what I call him the tiger woods of what we do. I used to, when I was a young consultant, he was like leader of the pack and we would go to like best practice, you know, sessions and I would sit and listen to him. And I, half the time I wouldn't even know what he, I wouldn't even understand what he, what he was saying, but I would write it down and I'd just be like, what does he mean when he says that? What does he mean? You know? And then, and then, and then something it would happen in my business or my growth and I'd be like, oh, that's what he meant. You know, and then so I give, I give Rick so much credit for like my success because I literally learned by watching and following him. So that's a great book. Another book that I just think it, the way that it's written it, it is so genius. It's a book by Brian Tracy. Do you know who Brian Tracy is?
0: Absolutely. I've been the, I've been the more than one live Brian Tracy back in the day.
1: All right. So, um, and the name of the book, of course, because I'm on the spot is, um, Oh shoot. It's on my website. It is, uh, many miles to go.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Have you read it? Yep. Yep. So
1: the, he's a college student in the time when people are backpacking Europe and he wants to be different from everybody. And he says to his buddies, let's backpack across the Sahara Desert. It's never been done before. So what's genius about the book is he paraly- he par- parallels this story of, you know, getting a group of people together, taking the road less traveled, funding this trip. Like, so he talks a little bit about the story and then he applies that to starting a business and taking the road less traveled when everybody's going to Europe and he's going to the Sahara and finding people that some people that, you know, stay with you in, as business partners through your journey and other people that, you know, you have to shed along the way and the, the, the joys of, you know, when all the plan is working, but the, <laughs> the the tragedies when you run out of money and you have to make things up on the fly and, you know, unexpected things happen, weather and your bike breaks down and these things. And it's such a fascinating book. So yeah. that's a great book. And another book that I read uh last year that is probably a light was probably a life-changing book for me was a Brendan Bruchard Bruchard book. Yeah. Um And hold on, I got to go on to my Audible because it's because I'm on the spot and I'm nervous. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, oh, I have so many great books. I could I could list so many. I don't know if anybody here likes Pastor Stephen Furtick, but he wrote a book called Unqualified we're all unqualified. Every single one of us feels not worthy for whatever we're called to do. And especially when we have, we're, we're big dreamers. I mean, I can dream some stupid, you know, what dreams like I dream bigger than anybody I know. And, and, um, but, and so like I, and I always feel like seriously, you know, like a little girl from New Hampshire dreaming of being Miss America, but you know what? I was the first runner up at the, Miss New, the Miss New Hampshire, the Miss uh, uh, National Teenager Pageant. I was first runner-up, a little girl from New Hampshire. You know, who, New Hampshire's never recognized. And I I continue to dream big. And I love that book because it speaks right to the core of how kind of God made us that way. Because if we had all that confidence in ourselves, we wouldn't turn to him. So that's a great right. book. But that's not. Let me find the book by Brendan Burchard. Do you yeah, like- you
0: know, wh- while you're doing that, the Brian Tracy book, You know, what I love about the Brian Tracy book is that, um, you know, there's other people that have said it. Tony Robbins talks about his ultimate success formula, which is very similar to Brian Tracy's success formula, but you know, and 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 there's a lot of people out there like those guys like Brian Tracy like Tony Robbins that their stuff it's not so much that it has to be original that they just discovered this great thing it's how they implemented these old long principles that some of them are out of the bible and and you know that they said this is what i did and so i love the story form of that book because um and and i just i just like how he talks about, I think there's one of them where, I don't remember how he says it, but there's one principle in there of his ultimate success formula. He says, no matter what, no matter what you feel, you can't give up. And, you know, so it's kind of like the the story about the, you know, backpacking across the Sahara is what would happen if you stopped in the middle? You
1: (laughs) can't. yourself in a situation where there's no turning back. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's no there's no life flight gonna come get you and you know take you out of the desert. You're gonna die. So you can you quit, you die. Right? That's that's I don't know. It's, so true. it's been a long time since I read that book, but that's one thing that I remember uh, that I that stood out to me
1: it's so true and and like there's nothing about like what i did that was so revolutionary i mean all i did was focus on you know customer acquisition which in any business is going to cure anything that ails a business right but it's like when you do it and you have that the confidence comes through through the experience of doing it it just go it you're like it validate you're like oh yeah and you're just like validated and that and that just increases your confidence Absolutely. Another great book that you just made me think of is um, James Allen, As a Man Thinketh. But the Brendan Brouchard book that I think was a phenomenal book, probably one of my top 10 all time favorite books to read was Life's Golden Ticket.
0: Nice. Have you read that? I have not.
1: It is an amazing story. I don't even want to give it away. You, All right, I'm going to buy it. I highly it. encourage Life's Golden Ticket by Brendan Rouchard. I think that might have been the first book that made him kind of like you know, on the path to where he is today. Yeah. Um, it spoke volumes to me. I,
0: I got to get that book. Cause I always tell my 11 year old, I say, I, Riley, I always tell her, you know, you have the golden ticket. <laughs> so, cause you know, I'm 54 <laughs> yeah, now and I'm on my third wave of children, Kim. And I'm, you know, God <laughs> thought that I was so bad at it. And when I was in my twenties, you know, uh, you're welcome kids. If you're listening, um, <laughs> that, you know, he would, he would, just keep on working on me until I uh, got better at it so I tell her she has the golden ticket that's
1: awesome <laughs> now you know what what you're doing and i, I wish i had that experience behind me cuz i got teenagers at home now and i'm just like man this is a whole new ball game yeah. why did i not become cool really
0: <laughs> oh you're not going to be cool for a while but then it back, then it'll come back around they'll they'll be in their early 20s or so you'll yeah. you'll, you'll be it, it just takes time somebody told me one time They said, when your daughter turns 13, you're going to hate her for 10 years. And I was like, not my little girl, you know. Uh, my little girl's exceptional though. That, that, that's the 30, almost 32 year old that was about 11. She, so she was an early, it was about 11 when I couldn't stand her anymore. And she, then I didn't know anything. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, all right. Well, Kim, any famous last words, what, you know, the, that you just, something you live by something that you'd want to impart to the audience.
1: Yeah. First of all, Jim, thank you for this opportunity to share my passion and a little bit about my experiences. And if you are thinking about owning a business, man, just do it. Like, don't overthink it. Find someone, if not me, someone like me who can guide your process and help you make an educated decision, you know, and and just, just do it. That's, that's probably the best advice.
0: That's Not, awesome. And you know, it's one of the reasons this show is called breakaway because the only way you can break away from the herd as you just do it is there's nobody's going to invite you to the top. You know, you gotta, you gotta get to the top yourself and, and it's through people, you align your people, people, align yourself with people like Kim Daly and Kim, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. I could talk to you for, as I probably have proven in the past for an hour and a half. And you know, people say that people don't listen to podcasts after a certain amount of time. So I think if we put out an hour and a half podcast, we'd lose some people. So, Uh, even though I, I, I have other questions and I've got other thoughts and I would just encourage everybody that if you're just curious, and this is something that you've thought about and you're looking to something to do to build wealth and you, something that you need to use your infinite banking system for call Kim. I promise she's not going to throw you down on the ground and twist your arm behind your back she's going to just give you some great thoughts and some advice and some direction. So Kim, thank you. Until next time, audience, I'm Jim Oliver, your host, and let's break away. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your own terms. We'd love to help go to CreateTailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.